0: We've talked about how key nutrients and foods impact mental wellness and even touched on the Mediterranean diet some, but what about other diets like Keto, Whole30, or
1: Weight Watchers? Certain diets are better than others for weight loss, but are they also better for your brain and mental wellness, or could some be making it worse? Let's find out. So this podcast topic has kind of been one that we've, we've
0: been percolating on for a while,
1: Yeah. Well, and we just weren't really sure how to approach it because we've had lots of requests to cover keto, to cover low carb, to cover like the Tom Brady diet. And so we kept going back and forth like, you know, is there interest in enough interest in each of these or do we pile them all together? But then that was too much for an episode. So we finally came, we finally decided on this format, a two part format, A two part format this episode we are going to cover Weight Watchers and Noom and Whole30 and Paleo. And then part two we're going to cover keto, low carb, Tom Brady and anti-inflammatory diets. And then we do have plans just so y'all know probably to come back later this fall and cover keto on its own because it could It's got a lot of interesting connections to brain health, and we would like to dive a lot heavier into that. And I think there's a lot of interest in it. So just just sharing that, just putting that out there.
0: Yeah, and it gives us a chance to talk about both in these episodes and doing another one. It lets us dive a little deeper into carbs and their impact on the brain too.
1: Yes, and that's a subject that we have also been struggling with. We really want to dive deeper in that, but that is such a big... Big, big massive thing to tackle and you don't you know but there are a lot of aspects about carbs good and bad that affect mental wellness but we're going to start with these trendy diets or really popular ones in the media that people some have been around a while like weight watchers but then there's others that you know like um, noom is fairly new yeah yeah well and then keto is Maybe older than Weight Watchers, I think it is, but it just resurfaced. Right.
0: There's a lot of that yeah. resurfacing yeah. Of, of diets. I mean, even today before we started recording, Les said, whatever happened to that Master Cleanse diet? Yeah. I'm like, it's, I'm sure it's still out there. I've forgotten about that. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. So, yeah, but we, we were doing this because we had people ask. Uh, obviously, but this is a little bit, we enjoyed doing research for this one because it allowed us to look at diets and just the weight loss industry from a totally different perspective at, than we normally do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause we it, often, you and I write about diets and we research, you know, the different weight loss diets and we talk about how effective they are for weight loss. So, you know, like does one work better than another or, you know, can you maintain the weight that you've lost on this diet? And instead, and when we looked at this, or when we started to to talk about this particular two, two episodes, these two yeah. episodes, it was more just saying like, okay, forget the weight loss side of it. Instead, like, what's the impact on your mental wellness? Yeah,
1: because I think we both very much agree. there's a lot of different ways to lose weight so many ways and they vary greatly in their health impact. I mean, yes. you can lose a ton of weight but not in a healthy way. You can also be really healthy and be losing no weight
0: or even gaining yeah. weight.
1: So, uh, all of these that we're covering have can be successful for a person with weight loss. It really depends on what fits with your personality. And all of these I think have the potential to be healthy if done right but we all but we wanted to look but they also have some risk if you you know depending on how you follow them and we really wish wanted to look at how both the good and bad aspects of each could affect your mental wellness exactly exactly
0: let's just dive in and again just to repeat we're going to cover four in this particular part one uh Weight Watchers, Noom, Whole30, and Paleo. Where do you want to start Carolyn? Let's dive into an oldie but goodie Weight
1: watchers. Weight watchers, Yes,
0: which now has been rebranded as WW. Oh, yes. The
1: WWE. I just want to
0: put that out there so everybody knows that we're not antiquated, but right. people know Weight Watchers as Weight Watchers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you know this priorly, but I'm a Lifetime member.
0: I had no idea. All right. Well, then I'm going to pass the baton to you, and you (laughs) are now going to tell us what the Weight Watchers diet actually is. This lifetime member probably has
1: not done much with it in 8 to 10 years. But Weight Watchers, for a long time, when people would come to me for a commercial weight loss diet or some plan to follow, that was really the only safe one I felt steering them to. I liked – well, we can – just to give people a little background on Weight Watchers, it will change. Their concept will change, um, and if you've been a member for a while, you've seen this. Like it, if you've been a lifetime you, member, yes, well, it started with exchanges. You know, like this many vegetable exchanges, this many starches, that kind of thing, and it's evolved. And I do like they that they continuously evolve it to keep up with science, but also to keep up with what people are wanting and works what works with their lifestyle and now they have a um, point system which they've been using for a while and they have a proprietary formula that calculates the points and the points are based on calories and fat and saturated fat and I'm trying to know I'm going to Weight Watcher devotees are going to jump on me because I'm going to leave something out. But, oh, sugars, carbs, protein. They look at the nutrients, and they're put into the formula, and they calculate a points value. And you have a certain number of points that you can use each day. So you can, you know, every food will have an associated point value. Um, And you can choose to eat whatever you want as long as it stays within your point range or you know you don't go significantly over your daily points that you've been allotted based on your gender and your height and your weight and your goals
0: right and what's nice is that it's kind of like a streamlined version of calorie counting it's it is not just calories the points are not just based on calories i heard that part i know that part but it's a streamlined so it's not like oh there's 360 in here and there's 417 in here
1: it's like Yes, points just straight up two four seven so they used to have a real straightforward point system I mean it is but um like kind of you know everybody followed the same kind of general plan for their points now they have three different approaches within their program I think it's the green blue and purple tracks and they're slightly different depending more on your lifestyle like if you aren't one who really loves to track every little single thing you eat there's a one of those um tracks and i can't remember which one it is right now but there's a lot of free foods so you may have a total daily points goal that is lower than the other two tracks right but you can there's a lot of foods that are considered free
0: yeah that you zero. can eat
1: and you, you don't have to track those right so you only have to track the ones that aren't free so it gives you a little more liberty and so there pretty different um i mean not that different but they all use the points in some capacity but i like that they've kind of realized okay one approach doesn't work for everybody um in this um i also what i've always loved about weight watchers is the adaptability and in the that it's not its premise is not all or nothing and right. they are very uh, you know upfront with that yes you can you can they're not going to say you can't have that your favorite chocolate cake anymore. You know, Right, right. they are about teaching you how to fit it in and how to use the points smartly. So I love that. And I think just from a surface level, from kind of mental health perspective, that's really healthy. Just the I know, especially for me, whether it's with work or diet or whatever, to exercise all or nothing is never a good Yes, tendency for me to have. And I have to stop myself when I realize like I'm getting like that. So I love that this diet is not based on that.
0: Yeah. What's really cool about WW is that because you can pretty much make any food fit, it's you still get to live your life, right? You still get to be social at, you know, during Mm mealtimes or there just isn't that box out very like set types of foods which can just be a little depressing and sad if you're on a goal you know if you have a goal to lose however much weight whether it's a pound or 15 pounds
1: yeah definitely i definitely agree now there are some potential downsides to it um you know the quality of what you're eating largely depends on how you use your points now if you follow their recommendations and they give general guidelines about how many fruits and vegetables and you know things to help you eat you know a healthy and diverse diet that's you know is associated with things that will reduce your risk for chronic disease then it can be a very healthy plan but at the same time it depends on how you use your points right
0: like if you use your points All of your points to just eat one candy bar and two bags of potato chips. I think you'd blow your points. But like, yeah. Like that's a lot of processed food. That's a lot of sodium. That's added sugars. That's saturated fat. And we know that those – when I say we, I mean like Carolyn and I know, and and again, we'll get into it more, that those those kind of – that kind of diet, that processed food heavy diet – actually is not good for your mental no, health.
1: No, there's definite correlations or associations between people who eat a more – or who their, their diet is heavier in processed foods, right. know, really heavy processed foods, and risk for mental health conditions like depression and anxiety. Right. So we know that association there. So, you know, it, it depends on how you use your points – Um, I think the other thing that I've had a little bit of issue as a dietitian with is, um, they haven't updated their formula in a while. Now I have heard they're doing a huge redo that I'm guessing will come out in December in preparation for January, 2022, which we know is diet season. Diet season. Yeah. That's what Uh, I was going to say. Oh, in in preparation for (laughs) diet season. And so I'm hoping this will get addressed, but they, 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 Factor sugars into the points formula, but that it does not differentiate between added and natural. And that's huge.
0: Well, and that that's huge from a health standpoint, but it's also huge from a mental health yes. standpoint.
1: Right? Because added sugars, similar right. to processed foods, higher intake of added sugars are associated with greater risk of mental health conditions like anxiety and depression. Right. Exactly. So, but, bottom line for Weight
0: Watchers is it absolutely can be beneficial for your mental health if you use your points in a smart way, right? It could be detrimental if you kind of err on the side of unhealthy foods, fewer foods that, you know, use it. Yeah. And
1: then if you aren't using them wisely, then that's going to lead to nutrient deficiencies, which then could catapult, you know, mental health um, or aggravate it further. So you know, and I I do think this is a good one for people who know that they have a tendency to kind of be all or nothing, particularly with their eating. Um, I I think this is a good one to help them keep them from getting that way. Um, You know, and I I just it gives you flexibility a lot. You know, and it's one where you probably know a lot of what to eat, but it just kind of gives you a framework to work within that you know I found was helpful. when I got really busy, you know, just right. on a daily basis. Right. So
0: what about Noom?
1: Yeah. So Noom popped up, gosh, two to three years ago. I think I first wrote about it in 2018. And I really had no idea what it was. I had seen it because ads for it kept popping up in my Instagram feed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly thought it was like an advertisement. It was like a genetic testing company or like a <laughs> meditation app or something that yeah, i could buy yeah
0: not a weight loss program yeah
1: exactly and so then um, cooking light asked me to review it so i had the opportunity to actually use it and i realized it is not genetic testing or meditation <laughs> it, <laughs> it is, is weight loss yes and what's interesting is back when i was running about it in 2018 i don't know if it's still referred to as this but it was being referred to as the weight watchers for millennials oh yeah but What's also interesting to me is there's very little food direction. It totally approaches stuff from a behavioral aspect. Okay. So foods are categorized kind of like the old, we learned it as like the stoplight yes. eating approach yes. where foods are either red, yellow, or green. Yes. Green meaning those are the ones you eat need to eat most of the time yellow are the ones that you can, you know, can incorporate some, and red ones are the ones that, you know, those are going to be the ones higher in unhealthy fats and added sugars and that kind of thing, and the ones that you just need to keep for own occasion. So that's their approach to food, and now I have not looked at it in about a year and a half, but, or actually used the app in about a year and a half, but um, that was a lot of the extent that the for the food specific food direction where it focused was, um, really in behavioral support. You had a leader or an assigned coach or specialist. You connected with them once a week. Usually now y'all let me know that may have changed by then. Again, this is when I used it, um, two years ago, but, um, and they really work on like why you're choosing the foods that you do or how you deal with cravings or, and, and there's a big psychological component to it. Yeah. And I, I it was so intriguing because I, I think I was shocked because of the lack of like specific guidelines with food. Like you will eat this or you will eat this number of points and that, you know, there's none of that. Right. Um. But I liked it and I was intrigued because as we have both seen there's, Like I said, a lot of people have a general sense of what they should and shouldn't eat. So the issue isn't always that. The issue is a lot of times identifying those triggers, self-awareness, and then identifying, you know, how you're going to do stuff differently and, you know, progress and that kind of thing. Like what led you to... Go for
0: half the box of Girl Scout cookies, or right. why did you choose and the vending I machine for a snack instead of like the, the healthy, healthier lunch I pack item today that, that I didn't was, eat? Yeah. <laughs> that was in your purse or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so, I mean, I so it's like, uh, it's almost like diet therapy in a way. It is. Because it, 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 it's raising self awareness, it's giving loose guidance on. Which, as you said, a lot of people do know, like, what is good and bad for them. It's the, like, it's the in-between the good and bad where people get a little confused, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So, again, it's simplified, but then it's making you really think about how you feel and how you respond to food based on how you feel.
1: So, you know, because there isn't a specific, quote, diet, it's hard to say, you know, direct effects from that weight loss from a nutrition perspective that they might have on mental wellness. But if I'm guessing that if you lost weight from following the guidance within noon, because it is largely psych psychological coaching and learning coping skills and learning to adapt and becoming more self-aware, as you said, I am guessing that you are probably going to be in a better place once you've lost weight, I mean, to to, to continue with it and to actually lose weight doing this. Right, right. And so if you can continue with it and you can maintain it,
0: it goes back to that neat tidbit that you were talking about right before we started recording. I'll try and repeat it and hopefully you can correct me when I butcher it. But the concept that, you know, research shows that people who have lost weight and
1: maintained weight tend to have better coping coping skills yeah we're talking about people who have lost a significant amount and kept it off like for eight to ten years or more right yeah so yeah i don't know it's kind of that's a a plus for and i will say if you're eating primarily green light foods right which is you know which is going to be your health your nutrient dense your fruits your vegetables your nuts your healthy oils your lean proteins um then I feel confident saying that you will, those will positively affect mental wellness because they are going to have, if you're eating a variety of those, those are going to have the key nutrients that we know the brain needs. And it's going to have the fiber for gut health and, right. you know. Right. Which is all very important. Yeah. And there those green light foods are also not going to have the added sugars and are going to be less processed. So. Right. Yeah, it's kind of interesting how it's – the focus is very – there's very little focus on foods, on food in general. Yeah, and, But it and really – the more I'm talking about this, I'm like, this really makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we just need to – maybe we need to simplify the whole concept of diet by something like this, you know?
0: I'm kind of interested in trying this out. I, I do know a couple people who have had really good success mm-hmm. with Noom. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so and I it, think you should, and then you can come back and report. I can let you know how it goes. Yeah, yeah. So, um. Okay. All right. So let's talk about Whole 30 next. Okay. So the thing about Whole 30 is it's only a 30 day program, so it's different from Weight Watchers and Noom in the sense that you're going to do this for 30 days, and in my opinion, um. As a dietician, it's too restrictive to, like, to continue – To go beyond 30 to days. To go beyond 30 days. It's too
1: restricted to do 12 months out of the year. Right. Like – I
0: agree. You know, like, in pe- in perpetuity, no thank you. Yeah. Um, but it is a jump start, right? Yes. and And also, in my professional opinion, <laughs> sometimes a jump start is what you need to kick yourself into – healthier habits in general. Like, you get a chance to say, like, oh, wow, look, I did this. I can do this. And that motivates you to continue on the path of a healthier lifestyle.
1: Yes. And, you know, I very much feel the need for some kind of jump start or just something kind of totally different from my normal eating, particularly after holidays or after – you know, I've gone on a long vacation um, just because, and I start to realize, like, I don't even enjoy eating these less healthy foods anymore that maybe I've been eating on vacation. You know, like, and the, you know, like, that glass of wine, because I've been having some wine every night on vacation. Like, it just, I don't, I realize I don't enjoy it anymore. You know, I don't appreciate it as more, and um, I almost just need a I hate to use this word, but a clean. you know, just a cleanse to kind of clear my taste buds and to just kind of reset myself with food yeah, um i was gonna say that it's like it's like hitting a reset button yeah yeah and
0: depending on what it is in general it doesn't have to be for 30 days you no. can do it for five days or 10 days or two or whatever you but could
1: do this thing you could do the whole 10 and you get some benefit yeah you could do the whole seven <laughs> now
0: we're talking that's my kind of my kind of plan all right so Will you talk a little bit more about or will you talk about (laughs) since I just launched into my opinions of the whole thirty? Um, kind of what those thirty days look like.
1: Yes, because you know I've written about it. There's days about two years, 2018 and 19. I think I pretty I wrote on about fifty different diets for cooking light, so Yes. Um, so whole (laughs) thirty. um is essentially eating clean for about 30 days Um, and then after the 30 days you slowly add back maybe some foods that aren't considered per them clean um so you are eating during that 30 days what you're encouraged to eat is lots of vegetables moderate, moderate amounts of protein from meat poultry seafood and eggs some fruits and healthy fats from you know nuts seeds avocados healthier oils olives Um, you can have nut milks or like plant-based milks and that are unsweetened and nut butters as well as spices herbs Um, but it's largely you know whole foods lean proteins um, healthy fats Lots of vegetables, some fruits. Um, Now, what they say you must eliminate or avoid during those 30 days. All added sugars and artificial sweeteners. All grains. Doesn't matter if they're refined or whole. You're supposed to cut out all grains. Um, All legumes like beans, peas, lentils, and soy products. Dairy. Highly processed foods and foods with certain additives and alcohol. Um, so that's a lot, that's a lot to cut out. Um, and honestly, if you're doing a reset, I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't necessarily feel like you need to be that restrictive. Yeah. Um, no. I, I mean, I think it can be, uh, it can be good for 30 days, but this level of restrictiveness means pretty much means you are me- making every single meal from scratch every yes. single day. Yes, which you know that is a I good mean, thing. I sell cookbooks, so I mean, but yeah, but to make you need to, to make have every meal, yeah. three
0: meals a day, seven days yeah. a week from scratch. Yeah, I mean that that in in and of itself is like an extra mental load for uh, me. Yeah. I mean that stresses
1: me out thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, and then you know the one thing out of this list that I really have a problem with. I can deal with grains. But the one thing I really have a problem with in this list is beans. Yeah. See,
0: I have a problem with with the grains because that's where well, we get a lot of our B vitamins. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that B vitamins are true. important for our mental health. We also, if we're cutting out dairy, that is how most of us get vitamin D. It's fortified, but that is how most of us get our vitamin D, which is huge for mental wellness. Um, Now, your plant milks, there are definitely plant milks that are fortified, so Mm -hmm. you would have to look. I haven't compared, you know, how much vitamin D. The last
1: time I looked, they were actually the same as fortified cow's milk. Some of them were even a little higher and i don't know if they were Bravo. doing that intentionally Just intentionally yeah. yeah um so and when you look at this list it's the whole 30 isn't marketed like specifically as a low carb diet mm-hmm. or being lower in carbs but when you look at what you can and can't have i have i feel like you're going to be eating low carb or at least a good bit lower carb than what you're probably used to
0: right and even if you're eating a bunch of um, produce, Mm -hmm. it, it's still going, like you said, is going to be fewer carbs than probably what your typical everyday diet Mm -hmm. is otherwise.
1: So the, the couple that created it, they say they've created these guidelines that are somewhat restrictive and they say you need to do it for 30 days because they say that these foods that you're cutting out are triggering inflammation, which I agree with, and that we know inflammation is connected to, mental wellness, um, but they're also triggering imbalances just mm. when it comes to metabolic hormones and feedback systems and, you know, there's a lot of hormones and feedback systems that are involved with, like, appetite control and satiety and so, and all other diseases as well. Right. Um, but, so, that's that's their premise for why we need to cut out all of these things for 30 days. Got it. Yeah. got
0: it well so the upshot from a mental health standpoint is it is only 30 days so it does give you a little bit of that yeah reset potential encouragement for some people it is pretty heavy in produce and we know that people who eat more fruits and vegetables are typically happier and you know just their mental wellness is yeah. better
1: mm-hmm. you're going to have higher fiber and just yeah like are all the of those antioxidants, antioxidants key vitamins, phytochemicals, yeah, yeah, and then you got the lean proteins, and those are going to be high, or provide you with a lot of the or some of the B vitamins, like B six and B twelve, which right. are which are key in neurotransmitter production and um, and you know how they work in your brain so there's well, some different pluses the amino
0: acids and protein yes. too those yeah. are key for neurotransmitters and then um there was one other element of that in there that i was thinking about oh, the oh healthy iron fats.
1: iron yeah iron plays a key role yeah. yeah in um in mental wellness and then healthy fats play a role um and if you're including fish then omega-3s but if
0: you've ever gone to dinner with someone who's on a Whole Thirty diet, like out, mm-hmm. um, it's not easy to navigate <laughs> a menu, you know. And so there's that element, right? Like, and they that, and we've talked about this before, like when we did the alcohol episode, right? Like, some of the benefits of the al- of alcohol was like the social aspect. Yeah. So, if eating a meal is challenging you know, to go out and do something socially, right? You know, you are – that that's not great for your mental
1: wellness. Yeah, yeah. Because – and if if people aren't familiar or they haven't done this or haven't had a friend who's done this, like, it's not just like you can only have, you know, like other diets. You may go out and you're like, okay, I can have a grilled chicken breast and that'll be okay. In the whole 30 aspect – you would need to know technically, like, what kind of oil or fat was that grilled chicken breast right. cooked in? Right, right. How much did the chef salt it or. Yes. yes. Yeah. Is it organic? Right. Um, so, yeah. It's a lot more other things to worry about. Right. Okay. Now let's move on to, I kind of think of it as, like, Whole30's cousin. Paleo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, it kind of is because what what you what you are supposed to restrict on paleo is not all that different from what you restrict on Whole30. Yes. So yes. but overall, general, big picture, because it's been a while since there have been a lot of paleo diet articles that we've been asked to mm-hmm. write, which is kind of like the barometer for how popular something is. That's what I use. Like year, a few years ago, it was like always paleo this, paleo mm-hmm. that. Um, but anyway, it is the quote unquote like eating like our ancestors diet. Yes. Um, the cavemen. The cavemen. What they could actually forage and kill is what you are allowed to have. And what is modern and. Yeah, You know, really man-made is no-no.
1: Yeah, it's based on the assumption that um, even though our society and our food manufacturing has become highly industrialized, our bodies have not evolved at that same rate. And we are, in fact, we are not that physiologically different from our caveman ancestors. Right. Um, and that the doctor Leo Cordain, who created this, says that it's this it's this highly industrial industrialized food supply in our less evolved bodies, um, which is where many of our health problems stem from. Our bodies haven't had time to evolve properly to digest these modernized foods and um, industrialized processed foods. Um And that, again, he brings up inflammation. These foods are triggering inflammation, and that's a major cause of health issues um, from obesity to heart disease to diabetes to everything. To mental Um, illness. To mental illness, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He might not have said that, but we know that systemic inflammation is a problem. Yes. So he suggests you mimic what cavemen ate or- People in the Paleolithic age. Got it. So it focuses on animal proteins like fish, shellfish, meat, poultry, eggs, preferably ones that are organic, local, and gla- uh, grass fed to minimize toxins. Um, natural fat sources like nuts, seeds, avocados, and then oils like coconut oil, olive oil, flaxseed, and then um, nutrient dense produce. So lots of fruits and vegetables. Um, Ones to avoid legumes, again, so your beans, peas, lentils, grains, dairy, potatoes, and alcohol, and then processed foods and foods that contained refined vegetables, added sugars. Um, You can use some less refined natural sweeteners like honey, like a little bit of those, Um, He says, if you do choose to drink alcohol on occasion, wine is the preferred choice. So it's similar in its restrictions to Whole30. Yeah. Maybe even some aspects a little more so, but yet you can have a little bit of natural sugar, added sugar, a little bit of wine if you choose to. Right, right. Well, so
0: what I like about it is, again, it's produce heavy um it's low in added sugars it's low in added salt and it's uh there you know there are no processed foods essentially in it so those are all good for mental wellness um the concept of eating like grass-fed meats um it i mean the nice part about that is that you do get a little bit more omega-3s in there. I mean, that shouldn't be your main source of omega-3s. But compared to like a conventional piece of meat, you're going to get more. So I like that. But again, back to like no grains, no legumes. No potatoes. And no um, dairy. There are key nutrients in there that really are important for your mental wellness that you're missing out on if you're doing this for an extended period of time. Yeah. you know, I kinda, Or you just need to be aware of it.
1: Yeah. I kind of like the basis of this, like using this for a lot of your food choices, but having, maybe adding in some flexibility to have mm. some of those other things on right. occasion. Right. Because yes. I do like, I love the focus on whole and minimally processed foods. And I love the emphasis on, um, you know, lots of produce. Um, you know, so I, I think, you know, and a lot, cause it echoes a lot of what we've been saying right? in season one, right. you know, the less processed, you know, the whole foods, the produce. Um, but I do, so I think in general, this is a good approach, but I don't think it necessarily has to be this restrictive 24 seven. Right. Right. I mean, this, is this is, is
0: very restrictive. And also I think, you know, just again, back to the same comment that we made about Whole30 is, while we don't want to encourage a lot of ultra processed foods in our diet, right, there are those like, I'm using air quotes here, like those processed foods that aren't that processed, right? Like I'm thinking about like, um, whole wheat tortillas or whole wheat English muffins, like, you know, there are those kinds of
1: frozen rice cauliflower. Exactly,
0: right. That, you know, so you just have to kind of be a little bit more open minded about what is like process. Yes. Um, because those are the things that make eating a healthy diet and making like healthy meals yes. actually feasible in our very busy modern times. Yeah. And, I mean, and if you had to make everything from scratch, I mean, uh-uh. n- no, uh-uh. no. Yeah. I mean, you're just ball up this piece yeah. of paper guidance yeah. and just throw it out the door.
1: I think I shared my trick on a previous episode, but I'm not sure for how I. So you know you well, hear. I, I don't, you remember, don't remember it, okay. so I want you to do it again for okay. my sake. Well, it's, it's all about me learning here I from you. How I determine if the if a food is a a processed food is something that I want to buy that I feel good about eating is you know you, a lot of times you hear look at the ingredient list for five ingredients or less. Well, that can tell you a little, but um, I found it more helpful. To look at the ingredient list, like let's say a salad dressing or a pasta sauce, a marinara. Look at the ingredient list and think about, okay, if I was to make this home from scratch, what ingredients would likely be in it if I pulled up a recipe? Yeah. You know, Um, and then look at the ingredient list, own that jar of marinara and see if those ingredients line up. Are there any in that ingredient list that I'm like, what is that? Or why is that in there? Like, why is high fructose corn syrup in here? Or what, you know, but, you know, so if I find a marinara where it's like tomatoes, garlic, onion, olive oil, basil, oregano, like those kind of things. And that's pretty much the extent, things that I would, could possibly put in a marinara from scratch, then um, that's, that's when I buy as a shortcut as a time saver and same for salad dressings because and there's a huge assortment but there are some now that have really good quality oils and have yes. you know what essentially the ingredients that if i was to make a vinaigrette at home this would essentially be what some of the same thing. in there yeah, yeah. so that's kind of my trick for you know for looking at i want to see the what ingredients are in there how it matches up to like one from scratch but then I you know then I look at you know added sugars because there are you know in a salad dressing a lot of times you do need to add some sugar to balance the acidic flavors right. so it's, to it's make natural it palatable. to have yeah. a little but I don't want that salad dressing to have too much and then I would prefer to see certain oils in that salad dressing there's some that I'm not gonna buy right. um so yeah so that's my little trick that's a great rule of thumb Thank like, you. to to be able to say,
0: like, okay, look, there, absolutely room for processed foods. Here's how to try and find one that is a little bit better. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like so that. So it's helped me, or it helps me justify those minimally processed foods. But I think it's also just realistic. It's so we realistic. We can't make everything from scratch. No, it's so
0: realistic. And, and big picture reality is that, no, we can't make everything from scratch, but also, you know, people who eat more meals from home they just they're getting more of the healthier nutrients and less of the unhealthy stuff mm-hmm. than if you were to be eating out yeah in a restaurant all the time yeah or take out or yeah. drive through or whatever so
1: um yeah well, what's that what I found also interesting is that some of the things that you assume would have be like just made of good quality ingredients no junk or no chemicals aren't always so it's kind of interesting to look at that yes list
0: well you have to look closer now like even more so than a few years ago because packaging is changing yeah and sometimes packaging looks so wholesome and it's not right uh, oh and or the other way around it can be very basic and not very enticing and you're like oh well this is super simple this is yeah. like two things in here great yeah so but uh, well, I feel like – so we've covered our four diets, right? We covered, um, in reverse, Paleo, Whole30, Newman, Weight Watchers. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we didn't say when we led into this was we didn't point out the fact that when you and I looked at the research and looked at these diets, we didn't find any research that specifically looked at these diets and mental health.
1: No. And you won't find – Weight Watchers – funds some actual research looking at the Weight Watchers diet I could not find any specifically own mental health conditions like depression or anxiety but there's no real research on Whole30 or Paleo or Noom there are approaches like whole food eating and minimally processed diets you know that so a lot of what you know then that's why we didn't share as much research with you because it's all anecdotal. Right. So we can't say, well, in this study with the paleo diet compared to the Whole30 because it's just not out there. Right. Yeah, right. So Now, as a teaser for part two, some of the diets
0: that we cover in part two do actually have research yes. on that style of, of eating and they do mental wellness. Do.
1: So to wrap up, I want to know from you which of these four – you think has the most potential, or what are your takes on these four? Is there one that you think is less healthy, more healthy when it comes to mental wellness? Or sorry, I'm putting you on the spot. We no, I mean, this.
0: I we haven't. You are putting me on the spot. I mean, I think that from a from a mental wellness standpoint, Noom would be the one that I would gravitate towards because it is teaching you like mm-hmm. awareness and understanding your you know your eating habits, and I think that that in general, is really healthy. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's like, just wholesome. Now, for me personally, if I were to glob onto one of these and, and do it, um, I probably would lean towards paleo, a modified version of paleo. Same here. Um, It'd
1: have to be a, Less restrictive, modified version of paleo. Exactly.
0: A less restrictive, modified version. But there are a lot of components of paleo that I naturally do currently.
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like paleo kind of describes everything we talk about when we talk about what healthy eating
0: looks like. Right. Or describes a lot of it. Right. Well, and we didn't even talk about the pegan version of paleo. Oh, Yeah and
1: so yeah which is where it's across it's this sounds crazy but it's a cross between a vegan diet and paleo yeah yeah which is uh, mark mark hyman i believe was the one that coined that but it, it's interesting yeah that might be a whole other episode or maybe we'll we'll do an episode on plant-based eating or vegetarian diets and cover and cover vegan that, one. And that. Yeah.
0: yeah but i think i could do um a- a less restrictive
1: version of paleo yes same at least Monday through Friday
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I know I was about ready to say I was about ready to say and then I thought oh maybe I shouldn't say that uh but I'm gonna say it anyway because that's what we do on this podcast I was gonna say I could follow paleo as long as I could get like two cheat days like I could follow the restricted version but then on those two cheat days like I am absolutely I mean you please don't take the sourdough bread away from me and my wine. I mean, those are two things I just. Yeah. I, mm.
1: Yeah. Okay. So. Well, this was fun. Part two. We are covering. Let's see. With my list. Keto, low carb, Tom Brady and anti-inflammatory.
0: So come back. Yes. Thanks, everybody.